Welcome to the Hive Podcast with our host, Tia Kelly. Hey, everybody. So excited to have you guys here on the first episode of season two. On this episode, we're going to shine a spotlight on a novel that's written by an author out of Georgia. So stay tuned. Welcome back. Okay, so today's release is called Being Hospitable, and it's by an author named Mika James. Mika writes adult contemporary and erotic romance, and she just dropped this one, I want to say, maybe two weeks ago. So before you guys get an audio sneak peek, let me tell you a little bit about it, okay? Some house guests are more enticing than others. Kiki Jenkins knows that opening her home to her best friend's younger sister means giving up some solitude. What she doesn't expect is for her new roommate to become temptation in the form of novelty panties and flirty innuendos. But Charlie is off limits for several reasons. Charlie Graham wants to be seen as more than her brother's little sister, and she wants Kiki to do the seeing. Her new internship provides the perfect opportunity. Plan in motion, she's not going to let their close living quarters go to waste. The arrangement is supposed to be temporary, but as they grow closer, a permanent change of address might be in order. All right, guys, here it is. Hope you enjoy. Being Hospitable by Mika James. Read by Lucy Eden. Chapter 1. Kiki. A deep groan rumbled in the back of my throat, and I grabbed for the second pillow to cover my head. The piercing dong of my doorbell rang out again. Fuck. I tossed the pillow across the room and snapped my head to the side. 10.30 a.m. Who the fuck was ringing my bell this early? I'd only been asleep for about an hour. The blackout shades kept my room dark, so at least I didn't have to deal with the bright sunshine off the bat. As I rolled from the bed, the screen on my phone lit up before my feet hit the plush carpet below. Charlotte's number flashed, and those ten digits were a jolt of energy through my veins. Shit! I shimmied into a pair of shorts, somehow managing not to fall and bust my ass as I hurried from my room and down the stairs. The doorbell chimed again. I'm here! I'm here! I unlocked the door to be met with Charlie's large grin and even larger big brother. Last time I'd seen her had been at her college graduation six months ago, and she looked just as good now as she had then. The sun hit her bright eyes, lighting up the umber hues, making them shine. Her normally relaxed hair had been done in long faux locks that hung down mid-back. The form-fitting pants she wore kissed the soft curve of her hips, and the midriff, if it could be called that, shirt she wore barely had enough fabric to completely cover the small swell of her breasts. Every time she moved, the dark blue lace bralette she wore peaked from underneath. Charlie threw her arms around me. Kiki! Long time no see. The action pulled my thoughts from going too far down the gutter. A place they had zero business heading in relation to Charlotte Graham. Though not the first time they'd been there. The way she acted around me had started to change in the last year. Little comments here. Small acts of what could be considered flirtation there. All of it baffling. But not something I'd let myself read into being more than an attempt to spread her wings. 
our weekend trip to Vegas in celebration of her graduation came to mind. Sharing a hotel room with her proved to be a test since she insisted on showering with the door open and walking around in the nude afterwards. A quick shake of my head dislodged the memory before it could fully form. I stepped back and gave her a smile. Yeah, same. My attention went to the large hunk of man beside her, standing at least 5'10", and built like a linebacker, though he'd never played a day in his life. People would look at him and never think he had a head for numbers or was an avid chess player. Two years into his job at Groundling Middle, he'd become head of the math department and spearheaded their award-winning chess club. Kenny and I became friends in middle school after we were paired together on a science class project. He'd thought he could coast through and have me do all the work, a fact he denied till this day. Work ethic aside, we bonded over sarcasm, practical jokes, and comic books. What up, Kiki? He said, giving me a quick fist bump. He eyed me up and down. You forgot, didn't you? I scratched at my hair beneath its purple satin cap and stifled a yawn. No, not exactly. I stepped aside, making room for them to enter. Busy shift. Plus, I had to stay a little later at the station to finish some paperwork, so I'm wiped out. But the room is all ready. Charlie smiled at me, a warm, full stretch of her plump lips that put her deep dimples on display. Thanks again for letting me crash here. Don't mention it. When they'd called me last month, asking if Charlie could stay with me during her internship at Gosha Digital, I'd agreed without a second thought. The timing worked out since I'd signed on the dotted line and bought my townhouse in Desert Rose Station four months prior. Kenny was my closest friend, and even though Charlie was 22, he still worried about her as if she was only 16. Opening up my second bedroom to her eased his mind and saved her money. Their dad died when Kenny was 13, and he'd stepped into the role becoming more father than older brother. I'd always felt bad for her because she could hardly date which was probably another reason she gravitated toward me more. If a guy even looked in her direction, Kenny was on him. Protecting her future was a big thing for him. He wasn't going to, in his words, let some dick fuck it up for her. As a result, she hung out with us a lot. She managed to stay on the straight and narrow, graduated high school with honors, and received a partial scholarship to NAU. She pulled me in for another hug. I promise not to be too much hassle. It could have been my imagination, but it seems her hands rested lower on my back, and she held me longer than normal. Even in my half-sleep state, I became acutely aware of her. The softness of her skin against mine, the mellow scent of shea butter and coconut oil, her locks tickled the back of my hand, even the quick rasps of her breath beside my ear. It all worked together to return my foggy brain down a path it had no business traipsing. She was Kenny's baby sister not to mention straight, and completely off-limits. When she pulled away, she puckered her lips. Her eyebrows shot up quick, almost like a waggle. We're going to have so much fun. Yeah, I was tired and confused, but crossed my arms in front of my braless chest to hide any possible reaction. Don't mention it. Um, you guys thirsty? I walked towards the kitchen while they got settled on my couch. Whose dog? Charlie asked. I looked toward the slider. Sure enough, the beige little dog was walking back and forth, sniffing around. Oh, the lady next door. She never has him on a leash. I'm surprised he doesn't run off. He's cute, she commented. Eh, maybe you'll make friends with her then. 
Can't say that I've actually talked to any of my neighbors yet. The hours I keep aren't made for potlucks or block parties. I pulled down three glasses from the cabinet and filled them with orange juice. As I handed them out, Charlie brushed her fingers against mine when she took hers. The look she gave was hard to discern with my sleep-addled brain, but whatever was happening set off warning bells. So, Kenny, how are you getting back? I asked as I took a seat in my oversized chair far away from my new roomie. Derek is coming down and we're catching a son's game before riding back with him. Good thing it worked out for Princess here, since she didn't have to make the drive alone. Charlie cut her eyes at her brother. Don't put that on me, Kenneth. You damn near insisted on driving to make sure I arrived okay. Kenny rolled his eyes, but threw his hands up. It was a thing with them. Anytime the full name came out, they knew the jabs were about to get serious. Fine, fine. But can you blame me? You've never done a long car trip on your own. Charlie crossed her arms. And whose fault is that? You'll still be playing the overprotective brother role when I'm 40 and married off. I laughed quietly to myself and sipped my juice. Being an only child meant I never had these sort of interactions. Sure, I played and sometimes fought with my cousins, but it wasn't the same as having a sibling. They were always going at each other, but she had a point. She was an adult and capable of taking care of herself, if given the chance. I suspected her staying with me would be the most freedom she'd had in a while. To save money, she lived at home with Kenny and their mother instead of on campus. Depends on what kind of knucklehead you end up with. Whoa, I said, butting in. I'm surprised you didn't counter with her being in a convent or something. I know. See, I can be accommodating, he replied. Charlie chucked one of my red and white polka dot throw pillows at his head, which he caught and tossed back at her. Kiki, so glad you offered to take me in. I feared he'd try and drive me back and forth, or worse, find a short-term apartment to share with me. She ran her tongue along her bottom lip before a full smile stretched across her face. Her gaze lingered on me, giving me a return of the fuzzy thoughts from earlier. Mi casa su casa. Kenny's phone went off and he quickly checked the message. Derek will be here in 30. He fished the keys from his pocket. Let's get your stuff out of the car. We followed him out to Charlie's small blue hatchback. It was packed to the brim, suitcases, bags, loose items of clothing, and shoes. You'd have thought she was moving in permanently instead of just three months. After we lugged all her stuff up to what would be her room, Charlie flopped backwards on the bed using Rufus as a pillow. The large, fluffy white dog was the only pet she'd been allowed to own due to her mom's allergies, aside from an unfortunate string of betta fish. Kenny had bought Rufus for her as sort of a joke, and she took to carrying it everywhere to get back at him. I can't believe you still have that thing. I clied my head towards the stuffed animal. Well, duh, she said, sitting up and placing it on her lap. He's my loyal companion, and completely house-trained. He won't be any trouble at all. Yeah, I'm sure Key will think he's the better of the two of you, Kenny chimed in and was rewarded with her flipping him off. Anyway, this is nice and I have my own bathroom, she stood and jutted her chin towards her brother. No more sharing with that guy. Hey, I'm looking forward to not having all your girly shit and hair crap all over the place. She shot him the bird again, just as the doorbell rang. Our other buddy, Derek, stayed for about an hour before he and Kenny headed out for pregame festivities. They could have that. Sports was never my thing. If you want to get unpacked and settled, have at it, I stifled a yawn. I really need to catch a few hours of sleep. Sorry I won't be much of a host.
She linked her arm in mine, and we climbed the stairs together. No worries, and I promised to be quiet. No biggie. Once I fall asleep, I'm out like a light. We got to the top of the second floor, and she turned to face me. She twirled one of her locks around her finger and bit the corner of her lip before speaking. I meant to ask, are you seeing anyone? I mean, I am sort of crashing in on you and all, so just wanted to know if I needed to make myself scarce sometimes. I pressed my palms into my eyes and let my hands slide down my face. Nice of you to be concerned about my privacy, but no, nothing to worry about on that front. With my schedule, maintaining a relationship is more effort than what I can put in right now. Her face lit up at my answer. Huh. Well, good. I frowned. She schooled her features. I mean, not good. Not like that. More that I'm glad I'm not getting in the way. Her words died out, and she pulled her bottom lip in between her teeth. I gave a little chuckle and shook my head. No worries. All right, I'm going to hit the hay. Make yourself at home. She leaned in and placed a quick kiss on my cheek. Sleep well and sweet dreams. With a finger wave, she turned and headed in the direction of the guest room. Almost of their own accord, my eyes went down to check out the swing of her ass, round and plump beneath her capri yoga pants. Holy hell, Kisla. You're checking out her ass. Yeah, sleep. I needed sleep in the worst way. And that's it for today's episode. I hope you guys continue to check out Being Hospitable. Our link is on our website. If you do check it out, drop a line in our comments section on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or pop into our inbox. Stay tuned for those details on where to find us. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. The Hive is a production of Honey Magnolia. For more information about the books and authors mentioned in today's episode, along with the voices who help bring these stories to life just for you, visit us at honmagpr.com. You can also follow The Hive at honmagpr and our host Tia at Tia with a pen. If you're interested in having your work featured or want to make a recommendation, Email us at thehive at h-o-n-m-a-g-p-r dot com. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. This is where we say the end. Until our next read.